is Marcel Keegan. Uh, today we have Victoria Warwick with us today. Bit tongue tied. Bit tongue tied, but I got it. Um, would you guys like to introduce yourself? Uh, hey, what's up? I'm Victoria Royal. I'm the lead vocalist of the band. Um, I'm the bassist of the band. Yo, what's up? I'm Skalila Smithy. I'm the drummer in the band. I'm Smusha Balala. I play the piano. Sweet guys, we're really excited to have you guys on. Uh, it's, it's really cool getting to know you guys and whatnot. Let's just first start off with uh, your name, Victoria Raw. Uh, how did it come about? Who is Victoria Raw? Uh, just one person. So it's me, but the band is a collective. So we came together in about 2015 and I was starting to go solo from another band. And I realized I actually didn't have anybody to play with and nobody really. So I rocked up in the jazz department and I met up with Yanni and two former members in the band. And we got together and we started writing music together. And it sort of grew from there. Um, and then I met school and I met school. And then at the end of last year, we all came together again. And it's just worked out taken off from there. So you literally rocked up to the jazz department you were like, I need musicians. Uh, I was literally like, <laughs> someone told me you're a bassist, please play for me. You're a guitarist, please play for me. And that was, that was, uh, it's like recruiting on a whole other level. Like, yeah. I don't think anyone has it that easy. But. No. <laughs> and obviously you said that uh, music is something that you started quite a while back. Yeah. Uh, would you uh, just tell us more about that? Like, where, when, and how did it start? And so I've always really been into music, and um, I taught myself how to play keys and um, guitar very, very basically in high school. Um, and then in, at the end of 2010, I auditioned for the KCDN Youth Choir, and I got accepted. So I did a lot of classical chorus studying. Um, that was a lot of vocal training, and then started private lessons. And then varsity, I decided to do my undergrad in music and drama, and I specialized in pop. So I didn't go to the jazz kids at all. The jazz kids didn't play for the pop kids. It was like a very clear separation. Um, and then I started jamming in a band called the Black Crystals, and I met a couple more people, and eventually led me to these guys. So how would you say the transition was from your previous band to Victoria Raw? Uh, very different. The styles are very different. Uh, Black Crystals is hip hop jazz fusion, and with Victoria Raw, it's more neo soul jazz pop. So we do like a couple of pop covers, but in a completely different way. And, and obviously, you, you know, you mentioned you know that neo soul sort of vibe. Are they? I mean, who do you guys draw inspiration from as a band, as a collective? Uh, uh, my vote is definitely Leanne the Hardest and Corinne Bailey Ray, guys. Uh, yeah, Leanne the Hardest, Corinne Bailey Ray, Anderson Park, Robert Gasper, Robert Gasper, all the new musicians who have studied jazz and are doing different things with us, not just the regular jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, brother, uh, Robert Gasper, uh, Heavy Hong Kong, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, brother, and your side Coyote, Little Dragon, Slipknot, Led Zeppelin, to name a few. We actually do a Led Zeppelin cover. Which cover? Uh, what, what Led Zeppelin song do you guys do? Uh, Since I've been loving you. What? That's so cool. That's so cool. So how did that come about? Like, tell us, like, who was it? 
just one particular person that came to and I was like, hey, let's do this song. Like, uh, um, I saw a video of Corinne Bailey Ray doing it, and um, I'm a big eight, I'm a big rock fan, going like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then I heard the Nirvana show, so that, that was pretty much how we recognized that it was you. Like, oh, yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> And then, yeah, so I saw that cover and I said to the guys, it's one of the coolest covers and it doesn't sound at all anything like the original other than the bass line that comes through so that she crushes. Um, and eventually it evolves to this like the most intense climax and goes into this heavy rock field, which is why of course we say it's got such a lens on And you know, just, just a question on, on, on your guys' experience and whatnot, you see, a lot of the musicians, uh, the musicians down here in Durban, will find that most of them just didn't go through uh, music theory or aren't really uh, well versed when it comes to learning the theory and all that. Um, would you say that it sort of puts you in an advantage? Um, what's, what's your view on actually going out there and learning, you know, music theory? Is it important? Uh, is it something that a musician actually needs you know, in order to go far? I think it depends. Because first of all, music is a very uh, internal entity. It comes from within and then you manifest it so that the rest of the people can hear it. So with that said, it validates that it's something that is beyond music theory, but the music theory kind of beefs up whatever's inside you and kind of makes the whole communication of the band more simple and more progressive. Instead of me having to sing a 16 bar long phrase for G, I can just write it down. And he knows what you're reading. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 It kind, of, kind of puts everyone in the room on the same level. Yeah, no, okay, yeah. Same as if you're working at PWC, everyone in the room will have a certain qualification, so you don't have to explain the things. So it just kind of puts you on a certain level where everyone understands things without us having to explain the basics all over the world and waste time. But having said that, it doesn't guarantee that your music will be any better because you've gone through your music school. Like some people have never been inside a music school, but some of the best players that you've ever been. Yeah. So it's, it's all going to do you and your instruments and your understanding of your music, which doesn't necessarily come from a music school. It's a very like interesting way of looking at it, though. It's, you know, it all comes down to experience, basically. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Like, yeah. experience definitely trumps. I, I also think with that, um, as I said, I did pop, and these guys can sadly like nobody's business. Yeah. So I walk into a rehearsal like today, I walked in playing a basic triad, basic chord, and I said, "This is my idea," and they just take it to where I where I imagine it to be, which is I think something that I wish I'd done jazz. That's another five years of my life that I don't think I can manage again. But. Um, it's really about them being able to apply what they've studied. I'm sorry if this isn't right, please correct me. But and understand where I'm coming from and how to take it from there. So for me, who has a limited dairy background, I think it's amazing that you have people that can go, okay, we understand what you're doing with this. This is how we can make it even better. This is how we can make it even cooler. Which is what's so great about working with um, musicians that understand dairy. Again, like you said, it's not a disadvantage if you don't. But you've just got to have a clear understanding of what you want, what sound you want. suppose you can also look at theory as a tool to, to do things. Theory is a, a, a tool that you learn to actually 
implement music in a different way. Yeah. I've heard some people describe like a modern jazz degree as just another tool in the arsenal for you. Yeah. Just so yeah, I know what I'm doing. So and those, those, those odd timings and all that, you know, yeah. um, learning that increases like your comfortability with playing songs as well. Like instead of playing your normal like rhythm, get these odd ones. Like, you get comfortable playing that. Because let's be honest, jazz is not an easy job. No, and obviously we've heard on, on Victoria's side as well, you know, she, she came through, you know, she was studying, she was majoring, she said in pop yeah. uh, and whatnot, we've heard her side. What inspired you guys to actually be like, hey, you know what, you're vibing with this chick, let's just get together and do this. What, what attracted you guys to Victoria Raw? This is a good question, I haven't heard this before. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually rocked up during a rehearsal where the bassist didn't come through, so I just kind of slotted in and started playing. <laughs> I was actually recruited last year and yeah, but it's been really great Yeah. Uh, I just joined the band when? Three weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, a couple of weeks ago. And I have been uh, observing their progress, the former members they've had, the guitarist, uh, which was um, they are source of harmony basically because what I do is provide harmony with uh, the, the keyboard or the piano and above everything that they've been doing one thing I really really admire about Victoria is her consistency and uh, you know being so dedicated to the music and you know the guys as well and sacrifices, watching the sacrifices they've made to get or push this 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 union and get to wherever it is they're trying to go, so which was very inspiring to me uh, and taught me a lot that you don't have to be very hip, you know, because there's this thing about being hip these days, especially in the jazz world, where you have a lot of whatever's technicalities and you're considered hip and then you are, I don't know, uh, glorified for that. But with Victoria and these guys, none of us consider ourselves hip. So there's no, there's none of that ego trip going on, yeah. which is part of the attraction for me. Because uh, I played with a lot of people and um, came to a to a. a, a uh, ego predicament with people because of being hip yeah. but with these guys it's kind of like we all look at each other as from, equals yes yeah, equals and from uh, i mean these guys school and g are third years at school and i'm doing second years so they are my big brothers so to speak yeah. but they never give me that kind of vibe okay. that hey you're a kid so you have to shut the fuck up listen to us <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I do find that very interesting that you guys don't have that thing that someone's ego creates an impulse in the band where it reaches a point where you have no choice but to go your separate paths because someone's not willing to make a sacrifice due yeah. to the fact that their ego is at stake. So I, I feel like that is a fantastic thing for a band yeah. that, that is a really admirable thing. Yeah. I think it will make a lot of bands more progressive. Yeah, no, definitely. The ego trip thing was taken and put in the landfill somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Victoria, you were laughing there. Is there something you want to share with us? Uh, <laughs> a little, a little secret there. <laughs> yeah, 
we're gonna listen, guys. Um, when it comes to your music, uh, you, you've obviously you told us the genre that you guys do. Uh, how would you best describe it to someone who hasn't heard your sound? That's a difficult question, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to use artists to describe it, so I think I'd look at the songwriting. Um, I normally, well, in the past like five originals that we've got together, there's one particular one where G and I were just in the crack rooms, I think it was a year, a year ago, and I literally just said, G, give me a bass line, and then I started singing over it, and it actually became, like, with that one recording that we have, we made it into a song. So, uh, I'd say most of it is, as I've said, it's near a soul, but it all, the music that we write our originals come from wherever I am in, wherever the guys are in, that's how the lyric feeds into it. And um, unfortunately, the past couple have been, what did you call it today? My song, the new one that we started working on. Oh, oh, yeah. It's a little bit fury. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, no, the songs come from from whatever I'm going through and obviously I'll go and like start dropping names but it's just like I put that into the context, put it into a way that I can describe to people that they understand that similar situation. It invokes an emotion, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How would you guys describe it? Um, I would say uh, love orientated. Because speaking, when I listen to Vicky's lyricism, they're more about love, and love is a universal thing. Yeah, everyone can relate. Love yeah. the world. Yeah. Even, love. even witches and wizards, you know, yeah. can be, <laughs> relate to love. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Do you guys have any interesting stories from your your years of playing? Your years? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you all staring at me? But there's obviously some sort of story yeah, that jumps yeah. to mind, but you're not sure whether it should be said. I'm not sharing. Enough <laughs> <laughs> said, alright. Alright, no. But I mean, we're obviously in a new year now, um, and what would you guys say are your goals for this year? I don't want to do the typical five year time thing, let's just focus on the now. You know, uh, 2018, uh, what are you guys looking forward to? Personally, I'm looking forward to getting through to the finals for Splashy. By the end of next month, I want to have started recording at least two of our singles. Um, so at the end of the year, we have our EP out. Um, I want to try to push airplay as much as possible, be on the radio. Um, I also, I want us to book gigs that are not huge, but that we feel have a lot of value. Um, so for me, it's Splashy. We booked the White Mountain this year. Obviously, you guys all share the same sentiments. I mean, yeah. you guys also like, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know. And then, um, you know, gigs. Like in terms of gigs, you did mention the splashy shindig uh, um, there at the Winston. Uh, how was that whole experience? Did I actually ask this earlier? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How, how was that experience? Uh, so it was two weeks ago, and we were in the second round of the splashy battle for the fan. And um, so you go up against uh, three other bands on that night, and we were up against Calico. Ryan, uh, Calico, and there's another one that 
there's no, there Ryan. are only two bands. Yeah, there's Ryan, yeah. Calico. Calico, and the other band called Sick. Yeah. yeah. So there were two bands, and um, I was quite nervous because what I imagine Splashy to want is like a one possibly male orientated band. If you look at the lineup, yeah. that's a big thing. Fair um, and two, something that audiences are going to dance to more than actually listen to the music. And I think with the music that we play and the music that we write, I'd prefer people to sit down and be like, yo, I can relate to those lyrics. Um, so I think winning that, I expected it to go to Calico because they have that rock aesthetic. They have the, they, their music is really, really great and I really respect it. And I didn't think that we were going to make it through because we played a freaking great show. I think that was one of our tightest shows. But I didn't think that that's what the splashy... I think above all else is that they're also looking for diversity and if you yeah. guys bring something new to the table and it brings out something different to the crowd, by all means, it should be something that they do to you know, because our South African scene is far more diverse than people realize and we need to display these sort of things and if so, then judges will need to realize this and, you know, appreciate that as well. So, we always like to ask the, the people who play in Durban um, what they think the scene is like in Durban. Do you guys think it's like dying out slowly or what's your guys view on the scene in Durban? Are there enough venues as well? Are there enough venues, things like that. Uh, I think the scene has a lot of potential but there aren't enough venues and I think the way that the scene is run doesn't really help the promoters or the musicians themselves. Um, yeah, if there was more, there's more respect both ways, like between promoters and artists, yeah. and people were maybe more interested in what they're actually creating and putting across than just their own image or money or other things like that, then we seem to be able to prosper more. But at the moment, it's, it's got a lot of potential, but there are some things that are really good. Yeah. I think also added on to that, um, just uh, started a partnership, so we've got a manager and a social media manager, Ryan Van Royen, who works at Kayan, and starts has an amazing first Thursday, dance first Thursday. Um, he's just taken us on board, and he's got a couple of projects in the background. That guy works like an animal to try to get as many acts on as many stages as possible. Um, and he's actually, I think, one of the main reasons why we're still gigging today. Um, because he said, any available slot, do you want to play? This gig at Kaya Records, do you want to play? German x do you want to play? So, like, big thanks to him and people like him that actually try to push artists and get venues to give artists a decent cut. Yeah. I think that's another thing that's really stopping them. People be like, hey, we want you to play, but there's only 500 grand for a four-piece, five-piece yeah. band. Yeah. And 100 yeah. bucks for a two 45-minute set game is just unfortunately not feasible. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, for, it's quite difficult for artists to invest in themselves and present yeah. yeah. more to the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to get like, money. Really uh, so unless you've got that um, that support that's going to invest yeah, in you yeah, outside of the music, it's quite struggling to get through and do what you actually want to do. And it would be would it be correct to say that the one thing that drives us or, or drives the musicians would then be passion in a situation like this, where if money doesn't come through, the only thing that's basically keeping you going is the passion that you have 
for the music that you make as well? Yeah, probably passion and also I think as the artist you can see what the, what the music could be. Yeah, like yeah, you can yeah. see the potential of where Victoria Wall could be. You see the loudness and if we took the other opportunities. Yeah. So I think that also keeps us nice. apart from the yeah, and then for you guys as a band, where, where can we expect to see you guys in the near future? Where are there any big band up? Uh, uh, is there well, anything coming up that we can expect? Sorry. Uh, hopefully we'll be at Splashy Fan this year. Um, another maybe is um, opening with Diamond Thug. Uh, Ryan's working on that with the Diamond Thug manager. Uh, other than that, we do pop up dates where the money's good, where where it's worth it. Um, I'm, there's also Woman in Music, which started in Cape Town in Joburg, and they've got in touch with us and said that they're interested in bringing it to Durban. So again, Ryan's also managing that. But I think at the moment, we're trying to push the splashy gig and trying to push the recording more than anything, than rather doing like every week paying a gig for 500 bucks. Yeah. I think that's right to say. Yeah. And you know, before we close out, is there any are there any shout outs maybe that you guys wanna wanna send to as an each individual? Shout out to the goat. We <laughs> assume <laughs> you know what the Kid Cuddy. Kid Alright, shout out yeah. to the goats, Mike. Yeah, shout out to the weekend that in Jarmuth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to anyone who's ever followed Victoria Walton's show. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for people that are actually listening to this. Um, also, big thanks to Ryan and to the past members of the band who I don't think we would be sitting here if things hadn't worked out the way they did. So, thank you for your input and thanks for following us. Oh, yeah, sweet. And online, uh, social media, where can we find your pages? Uh, uh, on, uh, on Facebook, it's Victoria Raw. On Instagram, it's Victoria Raw Band. We've got a SoundCloud account that is still loading with, uh, with our singles. As soon as they're recorded, they'll be up there. Everything's just Victoria Raw. R-A-W. Like, when did you say we can uh, expect something recorded from you guys? Hopefully the end of next month. See any names? Any specific? Uh, Sunday morning blues would wow. be the first track. No, guys, it's been really awesome. Uh, we'd like to thank you guys for coming through. We really learned a lot from you guys, you know, before and during uh, the podcast as well. Thank you guys for coming out. And yeah, look, we hope to see you guys, you know, do big things in the near future, taking over Durban, playing that splashy gig as well. You know, it'll be really cool to see you guys doing that. And uh, yeah, guys. Oh, wait, with that being said, kick it on the other side. Wait, 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 wait. You need to follow us like underground. Follow us like underground on Instagram. At Sludge Underground, follow us on Facebook, Sludge Underground Podcast, follow us on Twitter, Sludge 51. And you're the Marcel, who are you online? I am Marcel on Facebook, Marcel Smuts. Twitter, you can find me in the same name. Instagram would be Thorns of Sludge. And yeah, that's about it. Uh, just Instagram, is this on? Uh, same on Twitter, is this on? You can find me there. Okay, so and then you can just find me as 1031 everywhere Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Everywhere. That being said, guys, we're closing out. All our episodes are available on iTunes and SoundCloud as well as YouTube as well. Uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Keep it through your role. 